The Movie Bar Podcast. Now it's time for the feature presentation. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the feature presentation podcast presented by The Movie Bar. The movie podcast exploring timeless classics that have stood the test of time and those that haven't. Let's start the show. I am your host, John. And I am joined by my best friend. I'm Justine. This week, we will discuss comedy classic, Police Academy, which is celebrating its 40th anniversary this year. Yes. Woo! How are you doing this week? Well, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> But we had fun celebrating Mongo's birthday. It was exciting. Um, so yeah. <clears throat> we are two episodes away from 100. This is our 97th episode. Woo. We may, depending on certain people, we may be recording a special 100th episode and then covering our the movie. I don't know if we'll do it together or separately, but I'm working on it. This news to me. So. I know. But way to, dro- way to drop that on me while we're recording. Woo! I forgot to tell you. But big news stories. Um First, Kenneth Mitchell, known for his roles in Captain Marvel, Star Trek, and more, has sadly passed away at the age of 49. Um, a lot of these dying young. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. For instance, we also had Freddy vs. Jason actor Chris Gauthier, who passed away at age 48. He was in a couple other things that I recognized, but I couldn't for the life of me tell you what they were right now. If only there was a website that you could go to. Oh, I'm sure there is, but I, you know. IMDB.com. But. I am. I just happened to be scrolling Facebook, and Voodoo had posted it on their Facebook page. And. Well, that's what I mean. I saw, like, a picture of of the actor in a specific role, and I was like, oh, okay, I know who that was. And then I just, I don't remember what it was. I know it wasn't Freddy vs. Jason, though. Yeah, but uh, condolences to their yes. family, friends, and fans. Um, dying young, and the old timers are still kicking. So, well, but we got two new exciting trailers to discuss. Start us off. Boy, howdy, man! This one looks absolutely top notch. We've got Boy Kills World. Um, <clears throat> Sam Raimi. Bringing out the big guns on this one. You yeah. Scars guard. I mean, this looks tremendous. It looks to have some amazing action sequences. You Famke Jansen in there playing a big bad this bitch boss. Should be pretty good. I was trying to think of a movie that it kind of like reminded me of, and for some reason, Running Man is like sticking to my head, like the game show aspect. Yeah. It, it kind of has that, uh, 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 yeah, because it's got the game show piece to it. But yeah, there's that. It kind of has that kind of that uh, fun yeah. shootout movie type feel to it, um, like Lucky Number Eleven or and, you know those kind of yeah. uh, Hotel Artemis and stuff like that. So, um, but it, it looks like it's got a, a pretty cool uh, cinematographer there because I mean the. the the fight scenes from the yeah. the trailer looked really good, and then you got uh, I don't know if you if you really caught it, but the uh, guy from Bob's Burgers was the narrator. Um, oh, really? That That's what that yeah. was. Yeah, I guess that was like a last minute. Either that was a last minute switch, or they like kind of duped everybody into thinking that it was going to be Skarsgård doing the narration, and yeah, and they had him do it. So that 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 does look really good. Uh, I look forward to that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it looked good. The action sequences. I love how he's trying to be killed by uh, serial mascots. Obviously, yeah. no uh, Lucky the Le- uh, Leprechaun or Tony the Tiger, but you know. Um, so the second one was uh, the Borderlands from Eli Roth. Um, kind of reminded me of Uncharted's trailer. I don't know if that's because it's a video game movie, but I mean, yeah, it, it, I think I played Borderlands maybe once or twice. I might have played the first one, probably but. at Billy's house. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I know a lot of people played it a lot. Um, it was a very popular video game. Hey, Kevin Hart, Jack Black. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, it looks. It, it could be interesting. We'll see. Yeah, it. Uh, be interesting to see how the, that plays out. So. But yeah, that's it for trailers. Uh, what you watch this week, buddy? Uh well, uh, this morning I get sucked in. In RoboCop, RoboCop 2, and RoboCop 3 on back-to-back on HBO 2. So I watched that. And then I watched Police Academy. And then because I watched Police Academy, I watched Police Academy 2. (laughs) But I stopped, mostly because I ran out of time. Uh, So. So, uh... To be fair, I think I've watched all of them few months ago so yeah i know last year i did all seven yeah but um i don't think i did all of them i don't think i watched mission of moscow but that was probably only because i couldn't find it yeah uh so i watched free guy with ryan reynolds i wanted a comedy um but then immediately went back to horror and watched terrifying right afterwards um so I had an off weekend, so I watched Police Academy, Police Academy 2, Police Academy 3, Police Academy 4, Police Academy 5, Police Academy 6, and then this morning I finished Police Academy 7. Um, yeah. It's going to be fun. John's going to get so confused. <laughs> Remember the time they went to Russia? In the... No, that wasn't the first one. Oh, shit. He's going to start throwing Bobcat Goldthwait around. And he'd be like, no, you got the wrong one there, guy. It's, it's funny, like, when you think back and you think of the core cast, like, and then you realize they weren't even in that well. Most of them were. It was just really Zed and Sweet Chuck and yeah, like yeah. you, you got the original Proctor group that you didn't get. See, now I'm fucked up because I can't remember if um is the crime <laughs> wave. That was All the right, second. Well, one. let's uh let's start with the uh, now it being time for. Uh... All right, so if we got we're back, we forgot to put it in the show, but um last week's trivia question was. Um, what was the act? What movie ended phase one of the Marvel MCU? Yeah, and it was Spider Man Far From Home. Um, true or false? Mel Gibson only had 16 lines in the movie Mad Max 2 The Road Warrior. Could be a trick question. It could be less. What is your final answer? I'll go with true. Okay, so check in next week to find out if Justin was correct. And now back to regularly regularly scheduled programming. Our feature presentation. 
Okay. Um, so. <laughs> before, before we start discussing too much of the movie, <laughs> yeah. let's actually introduce said movie. Well, it is time for our feature presentation. Crime. The city was full of it. Desperate measures were needed. Want you to go to the police academy. The police academy is such a dangerous place. Honey, don't worry. Desperate measures were taken. I'm joining the police force. The mayor says we have to take this riffraff. I'm trapped here? Well, yes. We all are. What about guns? When do we get guns? You will be schooled in firearms, police procedures, local laws. And many, many other things. High speed driving. And self-defense. I need a volunteer. That's me! I Police Academy. Where did you get this gun? Mom gave it to me. Mister, I am warning you, Hightower! They're lean. Mean. Does the radio bother you? I can turn it down. Obscene. Each and every one of them striving to defend. You make me sick. Thank you, sir. I make everybody sick. See the thighs. Or upend. Come on, come on. I haven't got all day the thighs. Now that they're ready for the real world, crime is no longer the number one problem. They are. Can you get my kitty cat out of the tree? No problem, ma'am. Police Academy. This week we are covering Police Academy, if you haven't told, which was released on March 23rd, 1984, directed by Hugh Wilson, had a box office of $149.8 million, distributed by Warner Brothers, edited by Robert Brown and Zach Steinberg, and music by Robert Folk. It is rated R, which surprised me, and has a runtime of one hour and 36 minutes. It is not streaming, but it is available for purchase on all streaming sites. Did it really surprise you? I mean, you remember that he's standing outside the... Yeah. But this was the 80s, like... Yeah, honestly, I thought it was peachy, too. He'd be like, this is extreme. I'm like, oh, no, this has to be R. (laughs) But it's not streaming anywhere, but it is available for purchase on all streaming sites. And actually, they just announced a Blu-ray release of all the movies. That's good. I have the Canadian version, but... (laughs) Eh? Well, and I guess I couldn't say this more aptly for any other movie, but our cast of characters, we have Steve Gutenberg as Cadet Carrie Mahoney, Kim Cattrall as Cadet Karen Thompson, Bubba Smith as Cadet Moses Hightower, Donovan Scott as Leslie Barbara, Michael Winslow as Laravelle Jones, Andrew Rubin as George Martin, David Graff as Eugene Tackleberry, Bruce Mahler as Douglas Fackler, <clears throat> Marion Ramsey as Laverne Hooks, Brent Von Hoffman as Kyle Blanks, Scott Thompson as Chad Copeland, G.W. Bailey as Lieutenant Thaddeus Harris, George Gaines as the ever-lovable Commandant Eric Lassard, Leslie Easterbrook as Sergeant Debbie Callahan, George R. Robinson as Chief Henry J. Hurst, Deborah Lee Scott as Violet Fackler, Ted Ross as Captain Reed, Doug Lennox as main bad guy, <laughs> Georgina Spelvin as Hooker, Don Lake as Mr. Wig, Michael J. Reynolds as Office Executive, Gary Farmer as Sidewalk Store Owner, John Hawks as Teskey Truck Driver, Kay Hawtrey as Surprise Party Lady, T.J. Scott as Tough, Dara Robinson as Plaid Thug, and Hugh Wilson as the Angry Driver. Yeah, more detail, but I had to go through the hookers, so I figured I'd say the rest of them. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, Hugh Wilson is the director. Yeah. Um, because they found the guy that was supposed to be the driver passed out in his trailer. So he said, fuck it, I'll do it. <laughs> but all right. So let's start off. We're getting backstories on our characters here. First, we have Tackleberry, who's a security guard at, I don't know, an office building of some sorts. Yeah, office building. And possibly a bank. So he hears noises in this room. He goes in, just fires instantly. Just unload, baby. And it's a fucking surprise going away party for him. Shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah. Um, that's the 80s. So that sets Tackle, Tackleberry's story, which is him to a T. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Mahoney, mm-hmm. he's a parking attendant. Um, gets told to park a car when the lot's full. And he proceeds to drive the car in between two cars, which actually happened at a shopping center in Wellesley, Mass. last week. We don't know how the fuck it happened, but literally this car was... It looks like it drove up on one of the cars, maybe, but it was like... These things happen. I mean, there's there's videos of people in the Middle East doing it on purpose all the time. Um, But yeah, that's crazy. Um... Leslie, he is a photo hut clerk who gets thrown in the river, gets bullied and thrown into the river in his big giant camera. Hey, that is a that's a classic movie trope. I see. I think you know you can't have it anymore because they don't really exist anymore. But it happened a lot yeah. back in the eighties, in the seventies, yeah. and early nineties. I don't know if I've ever seen one in real life. Mm. Oh, I'm sure we did. Yeah, probably not shaped like a camera and all that, but you know, I'm sure. I mean, we, we we like I know I've seen places where you get photos developed or whatever, but it was um, I don't remember it being photo. Yeah, I mean, we could have been a little after the drive up ones. But... Yeah, but and then we have Jones, who is just a troublemaker. But and... I mean, you got that talent, you have to be. Oh yeah. I mean, how do you don't? I mean. And then, of course, we have High Tower, played by the towering, towering Bubba Smith, who was a florist. <laughs> you you got to have that, that complete opposite for the big man. So, Mahoney's backstory, always getting in trouble, always getting bailed out by Cap, um, Captain Reed because of who his father was. And he meets Jones while sitting in the police station. He's like, oh, what are you in for? And then he's like, oh. <laughs> Everybody's fucking ducking. Cut that out! Um, and he really did his own sound effects. Yep, still does. Mm-hmm. He's on America's Got Talent a couple of years ago. Yeah. So Captain Reed decides, okay, you're going to police academy. Um. He says he'll go if he can bring his uh, trusted physician, Senior Larvel Jones. So, what, what what was your opinion seeing all these guys prior to the police academy? I mean, it's it's a ragtag group, but I mean they explained it in the beginning. The mayor wants. Loosen the rules on who could be a police officer. And I mean, you know, nowadays, I would say we kind of need a little bit more of that, given their reputation at the moment. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, if, if they loosened up, I'd take a shot at it. Why not? Yeah, why not? Um, I'd love to drive up and down the highway all day. <laughs> They don't drive up and down the highway. They fucking sit on the side of the highway. Yeah. Um, so we're at the police academy now. We meet 
the commandant, the leader, Eric Lassad, played by George Gaines, uh, also known as um, he was in he was the father in Punky Brewster, mm-hmm. and that's probably where I first saw him. But very lovable, caring guy. Yeah, he plays the aloof old man so well. And, you know, in the first one, he watched all of them. So, yeah, you've got more of the gradient on it. But, I mean, he declines pretty steadily through the movies, which is pretty fantastic because it's so consistent. He's a bumbling idiot in the first one, but it just goes downhill each time you see him in another movie and it, i i i love his character but when but when the is great. but when the time comes he steps up oh yeah he's always there he's whether he's, he's you know he's like, all heart you know like i'll refer to the other ones as we go if something comes up but like the seventh one mission to moscow he gets in the wrong car and ends up with a russian family for the week yeah or in uh, Mission to Miami when he's, you know, thinks it's all just part of the whole big convention <laughs> oh, game. Oh, oh I wouldn't get do that. Until the very end. Like, oh, wham! <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't do that. I'd ask for a helicopter. <laughs> Giving them ideas and shit. Oh, and then, yeah. you know, when he's getting ready to retire, I believe that was the uh, fourth or fifth one. I, um, They say that he has to mandatory retire. But then ends up saving the day, and I, uh, that might have been the. Uh, uh, I think it was the fourth one. I think that was the one with uh, I don't remember the name of it with the um, the the three crazy henchmen bad guys, and the mayor was overhead. At the end, they had the monster truck nope. chase. That was um. I have them all. Like I have all the um. So the first assignment was when the second one. Yep, you first meet Bobcat. Yep, that's when the you have the class instead of commandant. Yep, and then the third one back to training. That's when they go back to the police academy to help train. Now, (laughs) Um, citizens on patrol was when they have the citizens. Yes. On patrol, the old lady, David Spade, house. Um, and then you have assignment Miami Beach where they go down to Miami when Lassard is officer of the year. And city under siege, which is the one with the three bumbling idiots and the mayor as the bad guy. Um, I'm pretty sure. And then it's Mission to Moscow. Yeah. So, Mission. yeah, it would have to be either the one I said or the... Miami one, isn't it? I don't I think, know. I don't yeah. It, I think back to training was the one where he's with it, where they're competing the two schools. And then they announced that Lasad wins and that they're letting him stay on. That's the third one. Yeah. So, but back to the first one. Um, yeah, because that has... Yeah, because Mauser's in the second one and the third one, and then they go yeah. back to Harris for the fourth one, and that's a Mauser one. Yeah. So, and then Harris is pretty much the bad guy, or the bad cop throughout the, with Proctor. Um, which Proctor always reminded me, uh, Bishop always reminded me of Proctor, Karen's husband. Hmm. <laughs> I get that. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know if I ever told him that, but I got I haven't seen him in years. So, um, so they're at police academy and they get their room assignments, and you know you have all these characters: Fackler, Mahoney, Hightower, Hooks, who's uh, like a five foot two woman. No. And she, Quiet mouth. She talks like this until you piss her off. Then she's like, "Freeze, dirtbag!" You know, and and then you have the the um the two um 
Blanks and Copeland, who two little Harris, cronies for Harris. Yeah, Harris is kind of assigned them to keep tabs and on Mahoney and the rest of the gang. Um, we we meet uh, um, fucking Sergeant Callahan. Thumbs Everybody up. Everybody loves Callahan. Yeah. And chaos, you know, Mahoney's macking on a girl while in formation. And then she doesn't realize that it's another recruit. Well, yeah, because, you know, you're standing in line and someone comes up and, you know, oh, whatever. I mean, granted, yeah. the questions he's asking, you should. Yeah. But it's the 80s. Yeah, couldn't do that now. That kind of thing is okay. So, first few weeks, Mahoney's constantly trying to get in trouble. Trying to get thrown get to... out any way he can. Can't quit. If he quits, he goes to jail. And then I, I love the pot when he goes into uh, Lasad's office, and he's like, uh, "Sir, throw me out." And he's like, "You can quit." And he goes, really? He goes, who are you? Mahoney. Oh, no, you can't quit. <laughs> but, and, you know, we you see Lassard with his fish. He that loves his fish. fish. That poor fish. So let's talk about their first weekend away from their first pass where they're going out, onto the, out into the city. And... Um, Blanks and Copeland have to find out where the party is, so they go to Leslie, and he gives them the address, which turns out to be a key fact, a key spot in this whole series, the Blue Oyster Ooh, Bar. Bar. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's a joke that doesn't fly anymore. Nah. Um. But you know, at the end of the night, and they're dancing. Each, each got a biker cheek, and cheek, and the rest of the gang is all having a big bonfire. And what happened? Uh, what happened? Just, just dancing, sir. Just a lot <laughs> of dancing. Um. So the shooting range, the pop-up targets inside the buildings. If that doesn't scream one person, I don't know what does. That's Tackleberry's fucking bread and butter. The barber did so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he swings around. Now, so, so that scene when he swings around with the um the shotgun. With the shotgun and everybody ducks. Tackleberry's just standing there. <laughs> he doesn't duck because he knows it's not loaded. So like that shows how big of a gun nut he really is. And, you know, he's got, like, when he's at the the shooting range the first go-around, and he fires that fucking Magnum. Hand cannon. And Harris is like, where'd you get that? My mom gave it to me for Christmas. Like, you know, it. <laughs> I'm just going to hold on. Can, can, I, can I try? And he's like, yeah, sure. But... Like, I mean, if you're gonna do that, he's gonna go. You know, he went a little overboard with what they wanted, but it's the spirit of the thing to kind of get yeah. in there and find cover before you take your shot. And, you know, yeah, and you can't really give it too much shit. <clears throat> um. So let's talk about when they're doing the uh, reenactment of the burglaries. Like Harris is like, okay, what do you? What would you do in this situation? Excuse me. Excuse me, sir. This is a stick-up. Yeah. This is a stick-up. And then Tackleberry goes up. <laughs> Freeze, dirtbag! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't move, or I'll put a ball. Oh, you're right off. 
<laughs> Harris is shitting himself, but uh so one of the ways that Copeland and Blanks try to get rid of Mahoney, or try to get rid of Barber, is they bring in the hooker. <laughs> right now, before here's a scene that the first time I watched this movie, I did not comprehend. Well, first time I watched this movie, probably five or six or something like that. Mm-hmm. So. So, I mean, of course, he runs to Mahoney, who's like, okay, we'll we'll take care of it. So he brings her her down, and they're going through the campus, and they run into Lassard, who's giving a tour to all these other police captains and commandants and all that. So they run into the auditorium, and he puts her in the uh, podium, but then doesn't have time to escape, so he goes in the podium too. And Lasad's up there <laughs> in the speech. <laughs> oh, and this was a lovely day. <laughs> if we could just pause for a moment, I'd um, like to go outside and possibly smoke this cigarette. <laughs> and when he stops. Like he's leaving, he stops, he turns around, and Mahoney peeks out from behind the curtain and just kind of waves to one. Like, oh. Rousing speech. As kids, we didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah, no idea. But nowadays, it's like, oh. Hilarious. Um, So, I put horse. Oh. When they were out, Mahoney and Harris. Yeah, Harris drags Mahoney out. Yeah, and they were doing their ride-alongs, and they're sitting in traffic, and Harris is like, I'll get to the bottom of this, and he commandeers a guy's motorcycle, rides down the road, hits a car, and goes flying headfirst into the ass of a horse. Mm -hmm. You didn't tell anybody, did you? (laughs) Uh, so once again somebody else has a problem so they go to mahoney it's this time it's hightower who hasn't driven a car since he was 12 look at the size of the guy cars back then weren't exactly made for big people yeah so they um still i believe it was blanks's car or copeland's and <laughs> rips the front seat out. Well, we could take the front seats out. Next next scene, I, I was throwing the seats up. Okay, I didn't mean that literally, but and you know he's getting the hang of it. Then he proceeds to be chased by police. But he he runs into the um, angry driver, gets out of his car and walks over all tough, looks in, goes. But uh, he gets the hang of it, and the next morning is driving lessons. Mm. So first we have, um, I believe Hightower was first, and he conquers the course. He's whipping around, and then we get the hooks, Mm -hmm. who couldn't be going possibly more than 10 miles an hour. Maybe five during the rain spot or whatever. And towards the end of the course, she runs over, I believe it was Blanks' foot. Yeah. And he calls her, I don't know, should I say it? Probably not, but it's a highly racist term. And uh, (laughs) Hightower did not take kindly to it. And Harris knows that the minute he that he said it, he was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, Blanks calls Hook a name, pisses off Hightower, who then proceeds to flip over the police car mm-hmm. with Blanks inside, and Harris throws him out. Fires, which is the wrong call. Nowadays, Harris would have gotten fired for firing him. And yeah, the police academy would have been sued. 
<laughs> but we'll we'll t- he play we'll play into that later. Mm-hmm. Um. So while they're out doing their things or their ride-alongs, a little incident of throwing something out the window. My factor. Now, throughout the series, uh, uh, Thackler is very accident. Clumsy motherfucker. Doesn't hurt himself, but fucking hurts everybody else. Everybody else. And so this big riot breaks out, and Mahoney's leaving. Mahoney's quit, like, giving up. But then when they call for the... um, all police cadets, please report to the armory with your riot gear. He decides to tack and Tackleberry is like a kid in a candy store. Oh yeah, buddy, that's what I want. And they go down to where the riots are, and Harris is pointing out, "Okay, you go, you go north, you go west, I'll go east, I'll, you go south." And then they run into a real cop who's like, "What are you doing here?" The riots are like right over there. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. so and then they get chased around. So, um, you have <laughs> Lassard shows up. And, I thought yeah. I'd come check on you, man. Can we get in? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> How's the riots going? Uh... <laughs> yeah. This is Commandant Lassard. Oh, Please step away, or I'll be forced to arrest you. <laughs> It's like fucking 90 people surrounding yeah. this car. Um, Fackler has already changed uniforms because he found a nice plaid jacket that he liked. Mm-hmm. He's put that on. Um, Callahan, Hooks, and the uh, Mahoney's girlfriend there. Couldn't remember her name. But, uh, you know, they're running together. Jones and Mahoney, uh, Tackleberry and Leslie. They're all running into trouble. And then you have Blanks and Copeland walking down the fence, taunting the rioters. All the rioters just taunt, 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 until there's no more fence. And both their guns get taken by this one crazy dude who was actually in, he returned in the second or third one, uh, uh, the second one. He was in the um, police lineup. When the guy is like, uh, no, my wife said he'll kill me if he sees me. And he's like, no, they won't see you. It's dark in here. And then Fackler walks in. Huh? Yep. <laughs> I'll kill you. But uh, so he has both guns and ends up running into Harris, who he takes as a prisoner up onto the rooftop of one of the buildings. And now everyone. Yeah, he's shooting down the girls. Then Mahoney, Jones, and um, Lassard show up. And like when he puts his, Lassard puts his hat out and he shoots it. <laughs> but when Mahoney sees, what's her, what's her name? Thompson. Thompson, yes, Thompson. When he sees Thompson's in trouble, he's going to try to save the day. So he runs around the building. Climbs all the way up to the roof. He could hit the fucking hat. But he couldn't hit Mahoney running. You know. 80s trope. 80s trope, I know. It's a movie. But. So Mahoney gets up onto the roof. And. Harrison, the guy, already moved. And eventually they run into each other. He takes Mahoney hostage as well. And that's when Hightower returns. Mm-hmm. And he wants to watch him off them pigs. Yep. Harris does not look happy with this situation. No. <laughs> Especially when he says, who should I do first? He goes, uh, do that okay. one. So Turns around and punches him through a wall. Through the wall, down the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, Freeze, dirtbag! Yeah. But I think the best scene at the end there 
when Tackleberry comes around the corner and starts banging his head on the car. <laughs> and Lasan's like, with him? He knew was gunplay and he missed it. <laughs> yeah. Um, banging his head on the car. <laughs> so, of course, they give Hightower back his position in Police Academy and award him and Mahoney. And the, the highest honor given by a police department. But the fucking hook is still in the podium. No. Comment out the side, return the favor. Oh, okay. That was the sly side look. <laughs> yeah, and then he looks away. <laughs> so, that was, that was the first Police Academy. Um, who's your favorite character? I still Jones. Jones. I was always a Tackleberry guy. I like Tackleberry. He's funny and all, but Jones can make the noises. Like, we can talk about the other films at this point, but, like, if you notice, once he starts riding the motorcycle and he has the helmet, no matter what he's in, whether it's a cop car, he has the fucking helmet on. (laughs) But, uh... So, obviously, as we alluded to and discussed earlier, there were many sequels to this. Uh, Police Academy 2, their first assignment in 1985. Police Academy 3, back in training in 86. They Police really Acad- fucking railed them out back in the day, man. They did. They don't do that shit no more. And it's funny, because as each one goes on, like, Mahoney's only in the first four. Five, six, and seven are Tackleberry, Jones, Lassard, Harris, and um, Joan. I mean, um, Callahan. Yeah, and then they have that replacement Mahoney guy. Let's say whatever his name is. The other Lassard there. Yeah, Lassard's nephew down in yeah. Miami. And then when they're uh, their first assignment, they have Lassard's brother, uh-huh. who was. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah. He was on that 70s show, too. I can't remember his name, but... So then in 1988 and 1989, they had the animated series. Do you you remember that? I remember getting home from school, getting off the bus, to make sure that I sat down in time to watch that cartoon with my bowl of goddamn chocolate chip ice cream. I was in, it was kindergarten, preschool, but I remember, I very remember, and I remember the theme song, at least how it ended. Hooray for the Police Police Academy! Police Academy, the series, hooray! And then they had a series in 97 and 98. That I don't know. I do not remember that. There really wasn't much information on it. But, um... Pilot a couple episodes that get canceled on some known... Do you remember the cartoon series Toys? I don't know. So, they Kenner made the line of toys. Oh, you mean the actual toys for the cartoon? Yes, yes. I had many of them. Yes, I had all of them except for the police station. But I remember um, playing out in the snow one time with them, and one of them got buried too deep in the snow, and I couldn't find it. I had to wait till spring to find it. And by that time, it was fucked up. That's how that happened. But uh, then they had the role-playing kits. Yep. They had the ID badge that had, like, the pictures of Zed, Jones, and Mahoney. The handcuffs, which were actual hands. I remember all of this. And I remember playing with this shit with you. Yes. <laughs> um, what else did they had? They had the megaphone. Yeah. They had the the two plastic like s- squirt bottles. One was a happy face on a can, and one was a sad face. One was supposed to be tear. One was supposed to be happy gas. Um. Then they had the figures. Like I remember, um, Zed's figure. His pants would fall down. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the heart, uh, the, yep, the, heart the heart box of shorts. 
Mahoney came with the dog. Hightower came on a scooter. Um, Tackleberry had the motorcycle. Sweet Chuck was in a um, fire hydrant on the uh, undercover series. Um, Jones, you put the mic, you could put the microphone up to his mouth. Um, they had the motorcycle, the cop car. Then they had the bad guys, the cat burglar and shit like that. I, I went down a rabbit hole Saturday night. No, I remember all of it. So, uh, pretty popular series for years, at least in the last five or six years. They're saying that there's going to be a new one. Yeah, problem with that is most, you know, a good chunk of them have died. So I went through like a lot of the main characters from the first one, since that's the one we were covering. So Steve Gutenberg, still alive. Um, Michael Winslow, still alive. Uh, George Gaines died in 2016. <laughs> Bubba Smith died in 2011. Marion Ramsey died in 2021. Um, David Graff died in uh, 2001. Isn't that funny? The High Tower Hooks and Tackleberry all died 10 years from each other. Mm -hmm. um, Harris is still alive, and Leslie Esterbrook is still alive. So, but I did not realize that she was um, uh, Madam Firefly in one of the movies. She took over for um, yeah. It was like, I did like I like the name was familiar, and I you know never put two and two together until I was watching yeah. it. And I'm like, wait a minute, I know that goddamn gaze of I'm a crazy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, one scene we didn't talk about is when Mahoney's trying to get kicked out and he's watching the girls in the shower. Yeah. And Harris comes up, takes the bear, and looks in, and the girls see him. That's when they notice. And the um, the guy that had, pretends to have the Spanish accent. Yep. And he's sleeping around in the woman's dorm, and he ends up in Callahan's dorm, and but uh. Do you think it would be better if they continued the story with the character still alive, or would? would yeah, it be I think that's. I mean, at this point, that's the only way you can do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're you're not going to recast Tackleberry. No. You know. Um, but I mean, I could see like now, Harris winds up being commandant, Mahoney is captain. Yeah. He's got to train them or something like that, you know, something along those lines. Um, and then, you know, Callahan is like, you know, up there with them and Jones, you know, but it's, I mean, you, you can have a lot of the uh, secondary guys from the other movies, I suppose. Um, I mean, Bobcat's still around. I don't know if he'll do it, but he's still around. <laughs> I don't think he would. Based off of um, interviews that I've heard with him. He's trying to shed that character, yeah. like that. No, talking like yeah. this. Well, that's gonna, you know, that can't be good for his vocal cords or anything anymore, yeah. you know. So, but uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, if the money's right and the script's mm -hmm. good, they might come. You know, I mean, Harris is in his seventies, I believe. Callahan's in her seventies, but. I think the last update was like in April of last year, and they said that they were still working on the script. Well, yeah. But considering this came out, the first one came out in 84, 40 years ago. It's never been rebooted. No. It's one of the few movie series that goes past three and keeps the original characters. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sprinkles in some new ones along the way, but, you know, it... it yeah, it was like, it was it was more TV series, you know what I mean, than it was yeah. movie series in those aspects. Yeah, but so what was your favorite scene in the in the original? Uh, 
I would have to go with. I just like watching Harris get shit on. So I, I love the pranks that they pull on him. So, you know, just the simple, you know, the megaphone and, and then the horse. So wasn't wasn't was this one the one with the body cavity search? Or was was that the second or third one? Body cavity search was the second one, I think. Yeah, okay. Um yeah, you know, it, it's like you have the good guys. Mahoney and the crew. You have whoever the bad guy is for the movie. And then you have Harris that's kind of in between. He's a good guy, but he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's and, got his own motivations. He's trying to be, he's trying to move up. Yeah. And Lasad keeps fucking shining like a wizard. And, mm-hmm. um, do you think a movie like this could be remade from this script today? Like, I mean, no, there would have to be a lot of changes because a lot of it is considered a no-no nowadays. Yeah. You know, such as just having a character standing outside the bathroom like as a official representative. It, you know, they, they probably not want to have something like that in the movie. Yeah. Just because, you know, it, it it definitely wouldn't fly in a day like today. So, and I mean, you know, you can't have, I mean, granted, you can't really tell considering how most people feel that cops are still fairly racist. But I mean, I don't know if you could do that, that driving test scene. No. Comedy, I think you'd have to do it as a serious, you know, it would yeah. have to be a serious tone, not a, not a comical. But I mean, like with that scene in particular, like he doesn't call Hightower the name; he calls nope. Hooks the name. Yep. But Hightower gets offensive, gets offended by it, as he should, and he's standing up for Hooks. Yeah, and he's the last person you would want to piss off. Correct. Because he's fucking seven feet tall, and could probably fucking. Punch a hole right through your stomach. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that scene it would have to be some. It'd have to be reworded differently. Yeah, it would have to use something a little bit more, like you know, call it a, bad a little bit more veiled. And I don't think there's anybody that could replace Hightower or Bubba Smith as Hightower. That I know of. Maybe that dude Omos in the WWE, but they'll just build, build. That's where they'll do the swap, and they'll, they'll use uh, the Big Show instead. It'd be funny. They'll do a race, race swapping. It'll just be white. So how about the length? We're at an hour and thirty-nine minutes. Fairly standard so, length, right down in there. They're all that length. They're all within an oh, hour and 20 to an hour and 40. Oh, I know. That's why it was like, and plus it, it goes by so quickly. That's why next thing I know, I was on fucking number four, and I was like, oh, oh well, I might as well keep going now. They're all just so enjoyable. Yeah, and they like they, they each have their own, like, unique things. Yeah, they each have their own memorable parts and their own memorable characters. Like, the second one is... The one with like the water race when they're on the water and all that, right? No, the second one is their first assignment when they first meet Zed and they're trying to crack down on that gang. Yes, and the gang. And, you know, Mahoney gets partnered with the big slob and the dog. And yep. Lasad's brother is, you know, they all get suspended. Yeah. And then, you know, you meet Zed and the gang. They attack Sweet Chuck's um, antique store. Antique store. And like just those two, Zed and Sweet Chuck, they're fucking their own characters within themselves. Oh yeah. You know, Sweet Chuck's shy and nervous, and Zed's like crazy and fucking talking like a lunatic. And then when Mahoney goes undercover, what's your name? Jughead. Jughead. I'm from the Archies. You know. Mm-hmm. 
you know, when he's got the wire. It's like, no, it's a perfectly respectable American name. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like when he goes to smoke in the second one and says, like, what do you do? It causes cancer. Lights his you hand know. on fire. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, I mean, it's a yeah, good yeah. series. It gave you enough. To kill a day if you wanted to watch all seven movies. I'd love I'd love to watch the cartoon again. I wish it was out somewhere. Yeah. And that TV series. I think I looked it up once. I might have seen like the opening or something. But it wasn't memorable, I tell you that. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't. Hence why we don't remember it. Um, I just want to look up to see if uh Who's in it? So there was wow ten episodes. Nope, eleven episodes. Um, the pilot put down the noise. Ain't nothing but a hound. The sitcom series from the spin-off. Michael Winslow was the only actor from the Police Academy to have a recurring role on the show. Although several of the film's cast made appearances. So let's see. Um, Nobody... uh, Joe Flaherty from uh he was donald the heckler in happy gilmore uh-huh, uh-huh. he was in it yeah jackass uh anthony longo from family matters laverne and shirley monk yeah. pj uh ocean toby proctor He's he's the nephew of Eugene Tackleberry in the movie. So you have Cadet Casey, similar to Casey Mahoney and Nick Lasad, like Mahoney, repeat offender who chooses jail instead of the academy. Rob Crawford is Sergeant Rusty Ledbetter, who is similar to Harrison Mauser. He wants to discredit Casey and his friends, get them thrown out. Toby Proctor as uh, Cadet Dirk Tackleberry, nephew of Eugene, who is Dirk's idol. Uh, Cadet Dean Tackleberry, who is the nephew, who is Dean's idol. Uh, Tackleberry is also Dean's idol. Um, Cadet Annie Metford. Maybe I did watch this. Michael Winslow was in 13 episodes, so there was 13 episodes. Uh, Leslie... Estrabrook returned as District Attorney Debbie Callahan. Um, Kenneth Mars from Police Academy 6, who was the mayor. Uh, Mauser returns as Sheriff Mauser. Commandant Lasad, Mauser, uh, Hightower. Dom DeLuise as the voice of Zeus. David. 21 episodes. What the fuck? David Graff as Eugene Tackleberry. Um, Colleen Camp appears as uh, Kathleen Kirkland Tackleberry, his wife, through our rival footage. Commissioner Hurst. Um, and the guy that played Sweet Chuck showed up as another character. So overall, there was 26 episodes yep. from September 27th, 22nd, 1997 to May 25th, 1998. I don't remember it. But then the cartoon had... Nobody from the original series returned to do their voices. 
No. Um, there were 65 episodes of that, though. Oh, of the cartoon. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm looking at the criminals list like Kingpin, Weasel and Wooly, Numbskull, Mr. Sleaze, Claw, Phoenix, Amazona, Lockjaw, the Clown Gang, the Phantom. Maybe we can find a few episodes and do a watch along one time. Just mm-hmm. relive our childhood. Mm-hmm. But uh Yeah. And then the figures. They had Mahoney, Claw, Tackleberry, Jones, Hightower, Mr. Sleaze, Numbskull, Zed and the Police Skateboard, Captain Harris. I had that one. That's the one he had binoculars, and when you'd push him against his face, his eyes would pop out. Mm-hmm. Um, House, Sweet Chuck, Zed, Crazy Cru- Cruiser, The Crash Cycle, Police, police, <coughs> police Station, Copper Connor. And there were six issues of a comic book. Um, and that was on channel 56 here in Boston. Mm-hmm. It's been everything. WBLI. All right. So, uh, let's do the ratings. Well, me, I give it a four. I love these movies. I gave it a four and a half. And as each sequel went on, it went down a half a step. By the time we got to Moscow, see, I don't think so. I think I my favorite is it's uh, it's probably a tie between Citizens on Patrol and Miami. Um, I really like the Miami one. I just think that the kidnapping thing with Lasard is gold, and Citizens on Patrol was just funny. They had Zed with his love interest, and yeah. Everything they had going on. <laughs> like when he shows up for that meeting with all the like pristine ladies and he's like, uh, I'm from the police academy. <laughs> yeah, talk about No, I, I'd, I'd say the first one is my favorite, then Citizens on Patrol, and then probably two and three. Um, but when, when he goes to Miami and he packs the fish in the fucking bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That poor fish man. He's been dropped out of windows. Fucking. But no, I, I give this one a four. Four, four and a half. What about IMDb? Well, they went 6.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 56%. Letterboxd, 3.1. Eh, you can't win them all. Uh, next week, we will be covering. 40th anniversary of a movie that, you know, I'm kind of related to one of the stars. I know he doesn't like to talk about it, but yep, my brother, he is, he is Malachi. <laughs> We're doing The Children of the Corn, starring John Franklin, Linda Hamilton, and Courtney Gaines. Do you think we should text him and see if he wants to join us? <laughs> hey, Billy, we're doing your movie. You want to join us? And if we could get a picture from when he was a fucking kid and he looked like Malachi, and we'll just post that as our fucking episode picture. I'm going to text him tomorrow. But that's a wrap, folks. Thanks for joining us today. Before we go, find us on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on social media. Stay updated on future episodes and join the conversation. You can find us on Twitter slash X at the Movie Bar Pod. And Instagram at the Movie Bar Podcast, um, Movie Bar Podcast, and on YouTube and TikTok at the Movie Bar Pod, and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Tag us, share your favorite mo- movie moments, and suggest films you'd like for us to cover next. And hey, you listening to this? You get a film suggestion? Well, you just want to say, Tools. drop us an email at the Movie Bar at Outlook.com. Because Justin checks that email account every day. All the time, baby. Until next time, keep the popcorn popping and the reels rolling. And we will catch you next week on the feature presentation presented by the Movie Bar. Woo. Hooray for the police academy.
now. Academy, the series. Hooray!